Welcome to Game Set Match Up, the podcast where we talk everything partnerships, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hello and welcome to a, another episode of Game Set Match Up, special edition here live from the FinTech Summit in Edinburgh. And uh, we're going to kick off this episode with some intros. So we're going to find out a little bit more about our guest today, uh, their role at Smart Data Foundry and what they've been doing up until now and uh, the role they undertake currently. Excellent. Hi there, so I'm Bryn Coulthard. I'm Chief Product and Technology Officer at Smart Data Foundry. Um, so Smart Data Foundry are a kind of subsidiary of Edinburgh University. We were set up with a mission to open finance data for good. Uh, so we look at a variety of areas with uh, working with real bank data, enabling research and insight to enable um, enable us to address some of the big societal issues, um, enabling councils to make better decisions, governments to make better decisions, um, and, and some of the funding, uh, charitable foundations as well. On the other side of that, we, we look at how we can use um, data for innovation and how we can open that up. big focus of that is synthetic data for innovation. So we work with the FinTech Scotland cluster. We work with a lot of the big banks across the UK um, to enable them to drive innovation through the use of synthetic data. And just following up on that, um, how important is synthetic data becoming in this type of collaboration? Because it's quite new as a, as a term, certainly in the FinTech sector here in Scotland. Yeah, I mean, I think data is key to innovation. I think we've kind of all probably recognised that by now. Um, but the challenges of using real data are getting harder and harder. So the, the obligations around GDPR and, and such like, and, and that only gets more and more complicated if you want to move things across different countries or continents and such like. So synthetic data is a way to address some of those problems. Um, so, you know, we talked to a lot of the big banks in the UK and, and they just can't share data with their their innovation partners, whether that's a small fintech or a big outsource consultancy like an Accenture or somebody or or a, maybe a, an offshore development arm. Um, so they're looking at ways to how, how can they how can they address that and, and synthetic data comes in and fills that gap and I think that enables kind of real collaboration and, and innovation and, and kind of partnerships say, and I think is you know, some real opportunities there. And just for those who might not be so familiar with the term synthetic data, can you, in a few words, like Clement's term, what, what it is? Yeah. So synthetic data is fake data that looks and behaves like real data. So um, there are different ways of doing it. You can either take an existing data set and synthesize it using machine learning um, to create a, a, a safe data set, or the approach that we generally take is we create an, an agent-based approach where we actually simulate, we create fake people and we create, they have fake lives and they create fake data out the back. Um, so we don't use any real data at all. But both of the approaches broadly get to the, a similar outcome, which is you've got a data set which should be kind of safe to use, safe to share. Um, so whether you wanted to send it to the US, where there's all different kind of data storage and data safe harbour um, legislation, or you want to, um, you know, it might have some confidential information that you don't want to share, synthetic data addresses those type of problems. Brilliant. I think about some of the collaborations you've now worked on, and obviously this data set obviously opens up doors for collaboration between businesses yeah. that wouldn't have been there before. Could you give us a feel for some some that have been initiated? We're working with the FCA, and they they've got a their permanent digital sandbox now. They're launching a push payment fraud data set. As part of that, that's our, our data set that we've created for them. But that's really designed to let them bring. Um, fintechs, banks, regulators into a kind of common sandbox environment um, to allow them to 
to try and innovate to solve different, how can they solve push payment fraud? Do they solve it through legislation? Is there technical solutions? It really kind of opens up that opportunity. And, and the FC are doing a lot of work around um, collaboration and sandboxes and with our synthetic data and with other people's synthetic data. So that, that's a, a kind of great opportunity there. Um, other areas, we, we, we talked to a number of large banks and some banks are working with us, banks are, are doing other solutions as well, but um, it lets banks give versions of their data to open it up to fintechs. So mm -hmm. um, people like Lloyds have, have their own version of sandboxes where, where they let fintechs come in and, and innovate and, and collaborate with them. And, and that type of collaboration wouldn't be possible without safe synthetic data. Brilliant. So actually, even thinking about kind of you know ability to partner, actually the ability to really do some good quality test cases around how some of these innovative solutions could work within banks. No, absolutely. And, and I mean another part of what we do is almost a stage ahead of that, which is um, where, where there's fintechs who are looking to become partners of banks, but don't have that data, but obviously need the bank's data for their solution. We can help them kind of step ahead of that. And, and provide them with synthetic data that would look like what a bank was going to offer. So, um, you know, <coughs> it enables them that initial development life cycle mm. to then put them in place to yeah. be able to get those kind of collaboration partnerships. Even actually in their build, and yeah. their, even in their build yeah. and testing and yeah. themselves. Brilliant. And just to stay on the topic of data, because synthetic data is not the only thing you do, um, obviously open banking is something that in the fintech sector has really been a revolution. Uh, creating more competition, more innovation in a in a what people might describe a very old industry that needed to be dis disrupted. And you recently published your standard library and your innovation atlas. Can you tell us a bit more about what those are and how they can be used for for innovation? Yeah, so we, <coughs> we undertook quite a, a large piece of work to curate a, a, a set of standards for innovation, and we look at about eighty countries or something to try to really get a, a grasp of. What's going on with kind of open banking, open finance type regulations internationally? So there's a kind of a few use cases for that. So if you're a fintech in the UK, you're currently working with open banking, you're, you're looking at where could I expand my offerings geographically? Our, our standards for innovation would help you see, we can you can compare different standards. You go UK open banking compared with PSD2 in Europe or something. You go, well, they're quite similar. I'm off, going to go off to Europe. Yep. Um, or you might say, I really want to try and capture America because it's a massive market. How do I do that? Um, so, so kind of first use case is enabling fintechs to look at where, where is their legislation that might be supportive of their type mm -hmm. of approach, or, or or where's legislation that might where's new legislation coming that might create an opportunity because the market's not as advanced as the UK market. Um, the other, I guess, aspect of it is it lets the the, the regulators um, kind of see where where the legislation's moving in other, other areas. Now, obviously a lot of regulators have kind of interactions with each other and such like, but for some of the smaller com countries who are getting getting going, we obviously got that kind of, um, that insight to, to show what the regulation looks like. And you can see from within those standards, you know, the countries that have maybe overtaken the UK's mm -hmm. open banking legislation, because you know, we, we were definitely a leader and we are still a leader, I think when it comes to implemented um, approaches, but some of the other countries are now starting to get a bit more um, progressive in their legislation and, and it starts to show you where those opportunities are. Good. Yeah. Speaking of those opportunities, if any of our listeners out there are keen to work with yourselves, how do they go about um, getting involved? Yeah, so um, the easiest one probably is to point yourself at our website. So smartdatafoundry.com will we'll give you a lot of the kind of top level overview and some points of contact. 
Um, if you want to know more about this, the synthetic data, it's isle.ai, gives you a kind of deeper dive into our synthetic data. Um, I'm fairly easy to find on LinkedIn, it's fair to say. There's not too many brown cool turds out there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, all of those good old-fashioned methods um, are, are, are pretty much there. Brilliant. And just one final question for me. Um, it was recently announced uh, that you had a partnership with CIFIT, the uh, Centre for Finance, Innovation and Technology, which was recently set up by uh, HMT. Can you tell us a bit more about your role in, in that um, partnership? Yeah, so, so Smart Data Foundry and FinTech Scotland are currently jointly running a, a um, what do we call it again, a working group within the, the, the CFIT cohort. Um, I mean, that's a really interesting opportunity. So CFIT are really trying to see how can we drive open finance. So open banking, as we, we know, is fairly well mature in the UK now. Um, as I talked about a minute ago, some of the other countries are starting to push mm -hmm. beyond that and get more progressive. Um, the UK are keen to do that. And CFIT have taken a really interesting approach. So they're part of the Treasury. But what they're really trying to do is push back into industry and say, how do you want it to shape up? bring the ideas back into us and we'll help drive it forward, you know, because obviously there'll be a lot of legislation and stuff required around that. So um, we're working to try and define what the future of open finance could look like, what some of the critical use cases that we could solve are, and, and then what would it take to kind of try and implement some of them. So we're not going to implement them as CFIT. Yep. CFIT will shape, the, kind of collate the ideas, get the understanding of what could be achieved, what the value is, and then they'll, they'll help kind of progress that through obviously the legislation and the engagement with the banks and others that need to be part of that but you know it, it's really their approach has really given industry a chance to help shape that which i think is a great opportunity absolutely thank you very much for your time today bring giving us a little more insight into the work that you're doing at smart data boundary and uh, thank you so much no worries thank, thank you. you thanks for joining this week's game set matchup tune in to hear more about the need to knows and the do's and don'ts when it comes to creating successful business partnerships.